Hi everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 76 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast, where we, this week, are gloriously brought to you by nobody. For the, and I guess, 76th week in a row, isn't it? 76th week in a row. I feel like our sponsors are just scared to approach us because <laughs> they know how sort of devoted our audience is. Yes, yeah, definitely. And Makes sense, doesn't it? It can only be the best. They're the finest purveyors of whatever it is that they are purveying. And they just want to make sure that, you know, they're up to snuff before they come talk to us. They've got to make sure all their ducks are in a row. Yeah, absolutely. We want to make sure that our listeners get the best experience possible. Yeah, so so that we can offer them 20% off of something. <laughs> and and just to throw this out there, in reality, we, we, de- we definitely stole that brought to you by nobody from uh, Ernie Ernie Johnson from Inside the NBA. But I have no, I have a, no idea what a, you're talking about. It's a joke that we found hilarious, and Sandy wants to take no part in this in giving credit to them, but I'll, I'll give them credit. Sure. I mean, if you say so. I felt like we came to that very organically. They're, they're Emmy Award winning. Uh, they're an Emmy Award winning show. So, Wait, are you, saying, are you saying that we're not an Emmy Award winning show? I don't think we've been on the air long enough to qualify. That's not true. But we That's haven't been not on true. TV. We haven't been on TV, so we definitely can't qualify for an Emmy. Well, okay. You know what? You're, you're spinning some logic at me right now. <laughs> oh, man. So we are we are recording this on uh, May, technically, 20th. Oh, no, no, May 21st now. Technically, May 21st. Yeah. And... We 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 got to get a nice little backlog of these, so um, because we you, you and I both actually have a few trips coming up, so it conflicts with our schedule a little bit. But we're we're you know do what we got to do to get some episodes out there. So this particular week, I think that both of us have had some interesting family arrangements going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I know that you had a bit of week. I'll let you talk about it in just a moment. I'll just briefly bring you up to speed with everything that's going on here. So. Um, Mustafa and Maria, my brother and his fiance, they had to, they had a wedding out here on the East Coast. They live out in L.A. for the listeners, so they they uh, they had a wedding in Connecticut where they used to live for a friend. So they flew out to Connecticut, I guess on uh, Friday, last Friday, and um, they spent all Saturday out there. They hung out with Maria's sister, who lives, I believe, in New Hampshire. She drove down and got to spend some time with them. You know. Uh, and then they had their wedding and everything like that. And so after that, they ended up driving back down here for, for the week. So the two of them just worked from home most of the time. And they both work like really, <laughs> they both work really, really hard, like really long hours. It's kind of crazy that how, how many hours they'll work. Like sometimes I'll come home from work and I'll have a long day. I'll get it like at seven thirty, eight o'clock. And it'll turn out that, you know, one of them is still like on some, some conference call with somebody across the country. But it's been good to have them out here, you know, just spend time with them. Uh, I haven't seen them in, I want to say, about six or seven months. The last time I saw them was out in that, at the wedding in Mexico for my cousin. And that was just a brief trip, you know, like for the weekend. So it's been good to catch up with them. Yeah, it's always nice to have uh, all the family in one place. Yeah. And then uh, last minute, my sister, uh, who also lives out in L.A., she goes to, to uh, USC out there, University of Southern California, She's studying architecture, so she's. I, I don't. I don't know if other people are not familiar with architecture, like I was not before uh, my sister got involved in this program. But it is a very intensive program. Like the amount of hours that she spends, the the late night text messages that we'll get of her work. Says we're already we're already three hours ahead, right? So her midnight is our three a.m. But here's the crazy thing: sometimes she'll send send us like uh, the family a Viber group message. And I'll be awake because it's the next day. So I'll be awake. It'll be like eight in the morning and she'll send us a picture, which is her five in the morning. And it's a, it's a picture of her just finishing up her project. And of course she's not going to go to sleep. She's, she's just going to like eat breakfast, put, put some final touches in on her project and then go to class at like eight or nine in the morning. So, uh, her semester finished up her, her junior year, but she's, she's in a five year program. So she's got another two years left, but she decided to, uh, make a last minute trip, a last minute reservation, I guess, on some airlines. She's, she's out here for 
just like four days, four or five days. But it's good to see her again, too, because she hasn't been home in a year. I guess oh, I haven't wow. seen Yeah. Yeah, it's been a year since she was home. Or no, 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 sorry. Six months. She was home over the winter. I forgot about that. She was home briefly in the winter. And um, yeah, so it's been, that was the last time I saw her. Now, you're saying that like she'll stay up really late and she'll be like her time oh, yeah. sending you these text messages mm-hmm. or to the to the family chat. Now, do you have any idea if like the entire program at USC is also staying up really late or is it just like her Ooh. style? I think it's a lot of her style. She she has this work ethic when it comes to her art form. Like she's a bit of a perfectionist anyway and when it comes to the architecture stuff, it's a lot of like drawings and building models, um, designing models on the computer using various programs. And she has a lot of pride in what she puts out. And a lot of what she's making for her classes end up going on her per- portfolio. So like, whereas you and I might work on a homework assignment or some big project and it kind of, you know, it goes out of our mind forever after we finish it up. She's able to apply those and put them into her portfolio, which she can use when she's applying for jobs. So she she has made this conscious, conscious decision since she was a freshman to make sure that everything she puts out is something that she can put in her portfolio. Now, I'm not sure that everybody has that same mentality. So when she works on a project, she gives it 110% every single time. And I know that other people aren't staying up as late as her, uh, but she's also... Like for me, when I was in school, sleep is, sleep is very important. I don't know much you Sandy, but sleep is very important. I hate doing all nighters. Like I've done them. I'll do them every now and then, but I don't like it. Cause I know that I know that the next day I'm functioning at like 75%. Oh, a hundred percent. So I get that. So yeah. So I know that there's a certain, there's, it gets to a certain point where I'm not going to be any more productive in this night. So I need to get at least, you know, three or four hours of sleep and then just get back at it in the morning if possible. And so, um, also, I also, I also did recognize what was good enough for like an A, you know? So I was not a perfectionist in every way. So if I was working on a project, I got all the features into my code that I wanted to, cause I did computer science as an undergrad. So say I was designing some program or some, something to run, and I was able to get it to run that there might be some, you know, performance issues here and there. But for the most part, it gives it gives results. Mm-hmm. I was cool with that. I would I would I would, you know, call it a day, go to sleep, wake up, turn that turn that baby in, maybe miss a point or two here and there. But I, I, I view that as a as a fair trade off. But she she I don't think sees it that way. She wants to make sure that her her projects are like not just a hundred percent material, but like a hundred and ten percent. She wants to meet all the professor's requirements and she wants it to be the most beautiful thing ever. So, and, and I, I won't lie. A lot of the work that she puts out is really amazing. Like I, I, I don't know if I've shared some of the, some of the drawings or some of the models that she's built with you, but next time you're home, I'll send you some of those pictures or I'll show you some of the pictures. They're really, really cool. Well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we, we went to visit her in LA, I, I can't remember, I guess we were doing the podcast at the, it was last fall or last spring. So a year ago, we were definitely in the podcast then. And we were checking out some of her models and we were looking at her studio and a lot of people had their stuff like kind of hanging out too, cause they had just finished their semester or I guess they had just finished up a project. I don't think it was their semester. They had just finished. It was just a particular project and uh, they were going to spring break. That's what it was. And like we see hers and a couple of her, her like really good friends and we see the quality of the work that they put in. And then you see some other people's stuff. And you're like, whoa, like you guys are in the same class. Are you are you so, trying to tell me that is, is this garbage? Are you showing me garbage right now? <laughs> Did a homeless person make this? Well, like there's there's the huge element when it, with her program of money because the materials that you need to build models it, it you're you when you build these models you have to buy the materials and so uh whether those are like copper rods whether they are you know paper like certain type of paper that you kind of assemble together to make the models like these things cost money 
they take a lot of time to get printed or get the materials themselves. Sometimes my sister will sit there and research like actual places where you can buy these things so that she has like a cost efficient or just a much better looking thing than other people have. So she's very creative with what she does. I'll, t I'll definitely give her that. And I think I think that it's been recognized pretty significantly with her professors. So it's definitely paying off. No, that's really cool, especially when you have to design stuff that's in like space, like actually yeah. like 3D space. Yeah, I think absolutely. that's really cool. Yeah. So she just finished up her semester. She's starting an internship in like a week or two. So she came home for a few days just to visit. My my dad's here, you know, mom's here. My little brother, unfortunately, he's in he's up in Rochester. But he's studying for some big exam. He's in, you know, he's in med school and he's studying for some huge exam. So he's too busy to make it out right now. But gotcha. hopefully, hopefully in a, in a, well, I'll see him in a 4th of July weekend. So looking forward to that. That's really cool. Where is she interning? Uh, I don't know where she's interning, actually. I, I, I assume, I think she's working with a professor, but I think the professor works at some architecture firm. So they're like an adjunct part-time professor. Oh, okay, I know that. that's really cool. Yeah, I, I think a lot of her professors out there, they're not actually full-time professors. I think a lot of them work full-time as, you know, actual architects, and then they teach a class or two. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, full house. Full house right now. Well, yeah. mostly full house. Question is, are you guys going to be making another one of those dance videos? Ah, man. I I don't know. Must I mean, Mustafa and Maria are getting married soon, so... The, the question is, are they going to be featured in dance videos together? Like, is he, he, I mean, he, I think he already did actually this, this winter. I think he was in their family video, so he could be turning Traitor. already. Yeah, Traitor, dude. dude. Yeah, so. Can't be having that. What's, what would be funny is if he joined her family and she joined your family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he, he didn't come home, because he usually comes here for Christmas um, and she goes to see her family i think i think like a year or two ago she actually spent christmas with her family then she flew out here uh to to the you know pennsylvania for the, the few days after and then spent new year's with us and she didn't participate in the video with us that was actually the time that we had made the first ones she watched us make the video though and so maybe this year will be a year for them to spend with us over the winter and Maybe they will make a video with us. Maybe we'll, we'll finally put up, you know, another version of it. You guys need to have a straight up dance battle. I I I I defer to Majub and Mustafa when it comes to those. They're they're they were both on dance dance squads in their schools. I don't dance. I can't rap. Both of no. them do the. Both of them do that very well. Both of those. What do you mean? What do you mean they were on dance teams? Like, like just straight up dance teams or like step teams? Well, like what is that? like uh like you know club dances dance teams or whatever I'm, I'm i don't really know exactly i mean like they they have you know different club sports right they had a club for di different dance squads and so at yale mustafa was on one of the one of the dance squads it was like blue something i can't remember exactly the name of it i i saw one of their performances and they were good they were very good actually so they're like hip-hop dance teams and oh, okay i never saw any majib's performances but i know his was very similar so you can't dance and you can't rap. Nope. What can I do? I don't know, man. You can play know. basketball. Eh, most of us way better. Muhammad's way better. So no. I mean, I can shoot a ball. I could dribble. I you know I could do. I I can. I'm I'm very. I don't even know if I would call myself average. I I can I can I know how to play the game. Well, that's good. That's the starting point. Yeah. Okay. So what about you? I mean, you had you had it you had a big week too, right? Um, yeah. So the big week sort of culminated really in today's proceedings or yesterday's proceedings. Considering I'm looking at the clock and it's twelve twenty six. Um, time's always keeping me honest. But my sister graduated college today, so shout out to Julia! Congratulations, Congratulations on making it through four years at NYU. She uh, she graduated with a concentration. They call them concentrations now, which I I, I think is bullshit. Just call it a fucking major. Wait, um, yeah, wait, wait. When you say, yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. I thought I thought you were gonna say she had a concentration in a major. 
Oh, no, they don't do that shit here. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we, we do that at Delaware for computer science. Like, we had a major in computer science, and you had to have a specific concentration, like artificial intelligence, data mining, uh, or what I did was bioinformatics. Yeah, see, that makes sense to me. But yeah. they're like, yeah, they co- had a concentration in finance, and I was like, why didn't we... I wonder what the, the thought process there was. Like, hmm, you know, this whole major thing, I'm not really feeling it anymore. And I want to change it up. So let's call it concentration. And I just felt like they missed the mark with that. Hmm. Interesting. But, you know, I got my parents a hotel. There was some points that I had. And so they've been staying up there because I just felt like they needed the room. And it was going to be impossible for them to stay in my room for the entire week while I was at work. And yeah. me, me sleeping on the couch. Oh, did so does that happen a lot? I mean, I know you tell you told me about when your parents have come up to visit, do they typically stay in your room and you just sleep on the couch? Yeah, that's usually how it goes down. But it's I usually see. just like a night or two and it's fine. Right, right. Yeah. But it's also more uh it's usually okay because it's the weekend. But what does your mom think of the butts? She's not a fan. <laughs> She's not a fan, but my dad's a big fan. Okay. My dad's like, so, so Sandy that's that shit I do like. Posters. <laughs> Sandy has all these posters of just women's butts up in his room, like three or four of them, right? There's only three of them. First of all, there's only three of them. I've uh, only... Three, I've only, three or and, four. And, and, I have the number in there. I'm turning around. There's only three of them. Okay. Oh, okay. And it's... Uh, and let's just... Just so we're clear, all right? Classy. Super classy. They're, they're right? butts. They're, they're black and white. So you know they're classy. And <laughs> so by your so just by being black and white, does it does that make it classy? Like what can I put in black and white? Like any picture that I could take forever in black as long as it's black and white it's classy? Yeah, I mean I feel like if you put a black and white pil- filter on porn, that would make it classy too. That I mean that was my question, yeah. I feel like you could. Like make it a silent film. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That, that would certainly help the classiness of it, as long as you're not doing like super hardcore up, like up close, you know, up close and personal. Okay, no, I feel you. Um, no, so there's there's three there's three posters that I have. I've only purchased two of them. One was a gift from uh, from this girl way back. Uh, her name her name's Helen. Um, I I forget it, what happened, but she but she bought me one of them. Um, okay, so it's not a picture of her. No. Oh. No, no. The, this is a pretty famous photo series by this photographer. <laughs> actually, you think I'm joking? I'm not joking. No, I know, I know. Um, this famous photographer Christian Cogni, um, did like this whole series uh on like the female figure, and I fell in love with it. And I, I bought the one. The most famous one is this woman like laying on her stomach in bed, and it's sort of like dark. And there's a contour of like her, the outline of her body. And that's sort of in the middle of my room. And then there's one where there's a woman leaning on a sink, looking away from you. And there's another one in a, in a bath towel with her back exposed. But you're right. There's three butts on my wall. And, you know, I've never really, I I took you, I took you away. My bad. Yeah. I've never really thought about it though. Like, cause I've had people over and I never think to be like, well, I got to put these posters away. You know. Right. They're a thing that come up on the first time they see it, and then it never comes up again, I assume. Oh, it, it always comes up on the first time. Right. It's people got to. people I'm always like, sure. I've I'm had sure friends I come over. About it. You definitely said something about it. I think, I know Lena said something about it. I, and I knew that you, I knew that they were there because I remember when you were gifted that one poster. Um, and so I knew that it was in your room, but when I, when I got to your room, I was like, oh, it really is up, you know? Yeah. On display very proudly. No uh, shame. Ah, oh, dude, loud, <laughs> proud. But uh, yeah. So just you know, had my parents up in a hotel, and I wasn't able to go to the all NYU graduation because I was working all day. Um, Did you want to? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's sort of fun to be out there, you know, at Yankee Stadium. Who, yeah. Who who was the speaker? Do you know? Uh, I forget who the all NYU speaker was. Okay. Just curious. The the speaker for today's business school only graduation was the president of BuzzFeed. 
who, interestingly enough, sort of went through his resume in his speech for a little bit. And he was at one point the president of Reader's Digest around the year 2000. So, you know, the biggest magazine in the world at that point. And then yeah. he moved on to, I think he did Yahoo for a little bit. Um, and he said he took, he was a president at Yahoo right after the dot-com bust. And he turned it around where instead of them making $600 million a year, they were making $6 billion a year. And then he moved over to AOL, and now he's at um, BuzzFeed. So he he actually gave a pretty good speech on just, like, you know, four lessons that he's learned. That was interesting. Um, the Stern Business School, where my sister graduated, the business school-only graduation occurred, or to, rather took place at MSG, which is kind of cool, but not, like, on the basketball floor. More like, there's I didn't realize there was a theater space. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I, I had no idea. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And so that's where that took place. And that was really cool. My sister was one of the first people to get their names called. What was interesting was they don't do it alphabetical order. Everyone sort of has a card, like a sort of cardstock oh. with their name on it. And then yeah. a f- like a phonetic uh, pronunciation. And you just like go online, you hand it to the guy. The guy has about three seconds to decide if he knows how to pronounce your name or not. And some yeah. of those names today got fucking butchered. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, that's how mine was actually in college. I, I remember sitting near a lot of my friends who had, you know, last names in a similar location as I, but um, it definitely wasn't alphabetical. Right. Which I think is definitely the, like, doing it this way is so much smarter because you can just freeform it, right? So yeah, there, exactly. there's two, there's two no things. No rehearsals that- or anything. Right, there's two things that I was sort of looking forward to while names got read. First was the butchering of the name. That's always fun. When you see the uh, the guy who's pronouncing the names get handed the card and his eyes go wide, like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is a fake name, right? <laughs> and then the dean of the students is sort of, she's just, you know, she's the one where you shake her hand or you give her a hug, they take a yep. picture, and you walk off stage. Yep. So, you know that, like, moment sometimes where you're seeing somebody and you don't know how close you are with them or you're, like, in a weird place where you're kind of close, you kind of know them, but you don't know how, like, close you actually are. So, I don't know if I'm giving you a handshake or I'm giving you a bop or I'm giving you a hug. You know what I mean? Yep. So, let's just real quick take a step back. The handshake versus the bop is an interesting one because... One is a closed fist, and the other one's an open hand. And it's sort of like the reaction time you go, or like, you throw paper, handshake, I throw a rock for the bop. And then by the time you see what's going down, and you try and, like, go back to what they were doing... Too late. Too late, because you guys just switched positions, you know? Now now we're tangoing. Now it's two people tangoing. And it gets really <laughs> awkward, because you've already closed the distance, right? Like, at this right. point, it's chest to chest. Might as well be mouth to mouth. And you got to figure out exactly what you're going to be doing. <laughs> So, if we take that a step further, handshake or hug, that's awkward too, right? Because if one person goes out with the outstretched hands to do the handshake, but the other person's also wrapping around for a hug, it's like, wait, my hand is stuck between our bellies, and I don't want to, I don't want to bump bellies with you right now. So that's what I that was that was also a lot of fun because I love seeing the people like going for the handshake, uh, but the dean seems to be a hugger, so she keeps she she throws her arms out, and then you're like, oh, I should throw my arms out, but then dean's like, oh shit, this motherfucker over here is trying to shake my hand, let me shake my hand, and it's like, oh, this is weird. So that was fun to watch. That is, that's very weird. I've only ever really seen it as a handshake. I only ever see something non-standard like a hug or whatever with people that really know each other. And almost like it's rehearsed, like they know that that's what's going to come. Everybody else just does a handshake because that's the formal thing to do. I mean, maybe she took some inspiration from the NFL draft and realized that if Roger Goodell <laughs> can hug these men. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, but those were rehearsed too, you know? Yeah, I love it when they rehearse a handshake because that's yeah. legit. That's legit. They come through with like some hardcore weird thing. They just, you know, everyone's booing Goodell but cheering the player. Here's a question. How come you and I don't have a secret handshake? Because I don't do secret handshakes. I like just a standard handshake. If I was in the NFL, 
because I've thought about this. I mean, did did you see the uh, did you see the video of Tim Duncan the other day, like maybe a week or two ago, mm-hmm. with his his handshake thing? He would do a very formal handshake. He would like look the person dead in the eye. The other person would look him, Tim Duncan dead in the eye. They would shake each other's hand, give a little head nod, and then walk away. And then at one point when they're like on the court, it was Tim Duncan, and I'm not sure who the other dude was. They like pretended like they were doing some complicated, weird handshake, but they were just making stuff up. It was just like something where they were going, and that was it. Um, if I was in the NFL, I would be like Arian Foster. I would score a touchdown, and I would just like you know give people handshakes. That'd be it. No, no weird hand. No act like, like weird, you've been there before. You know, dances. No. Uh, I, I wouldn't do a dance. I wouldn't do any type of like you know complicated secret handshake with anybody. Just just a standard handshake, man. Well, you're boring That'd as hell. Be me. I that's I know, I know. That's why I'm not in the NFL, Sandy. That's the reason. I get it. I yes. got you. I yeah. got you. Um, no, we should totally come up with a secret handshake. After everything that I just laid out. Yep. I heard you, but I'm refusing to you acknowledge you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so so that was fun. Um, the night before for dinner, I took my parents out to this place called Momofuku Noodle Bar, which is a pretty decent like ramen place. The uh, we okay. got we got a couple of pork buns. They were really good. My parents were raving about that. But then when we got the ramen, me, my sister, and my mom, we got one kind. It was like a the Momofuku ramen. So it's just like a lot of pork stuff in there. It's real good. My dad got this spicy pork shank ramen. And he said it was too salty. He didn't like it. And when I tried it, he was right. It was really salty. And that disappointed me. Because I hate it when somebody goes out. And the food is not sort of spiced the right way. And then you end up not enjoying your food. So I felt bad personally. Yeah, oversalting is one of the worst things that can, that can happen it, to food. It makes it inedible. You can't fix it. It's it's over. Yeah. And so today we like we had to meet really early to get to MSG cuz doors open at 9, so we didn't have a chance to eat breakfast. Um so we were all starving once the ceremony was over at around 12:30. But I made Oh my god. What 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 time do you say you have to get there again? 9? Yeah. Uh, three and a half hours. Yeah, I ate a Cliff Bar, but that, I mean, based on the fact Not that I've been eating, like, these really protein-heavy breakfasts, yeah. eating something that's basically all sugar, I crashed early. Like, I could just, I was just so hungry. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, But, you know, after lunch, I mean, I'm sorry, after the ceremony, we went to this place called Ilili, I-L-I-L-I, like, this Lebanese restaurant, and it was really good. We started out with this, like, chicken liver mousse um and they came out with this pita that basically was funny what they did was normal pitas like flat right but the way they served it it almost like was like a puff ball and then if you yeah. like cut it it became a pita so it almost looked like they filled the pita with steam and then when you open it up it's sort of like the steam came out and you had a regular pita that was really cool but we had chicken liver mousse grilled octopus and like these fried chickpea balls and those, that was the uh, the appetizers. And then for the main courses, we did sea scallops. And we did like this grilled plate. So we had grilled chicken, beef, lamb. We had some sausages. It was great. They really, really liked it. So that was fun. Um, no, normally, my parents like to stick to the Asian cuisine. That's why I took them to Momofuku this time. Last time they were here, you know, we did a, we did like a whole thing with just Asian foods. But this time, you know, first lunch post-graduation, let's do something a little bit fancier. So I took right. them to uh, the Lebanese place. And the thing about the Lebanese place was the service was garbage. Okay. They took forever to take my order. They took forever to fill the waters. Like, after, like we had to ask them, could we get more water? Like, you know shit's messed up if we got to ask you for water. You know, I ain't about that life. We did have... No, no that's the worst. Yeah, we had one good waiter who, when he, when he took out, like, when he showed us the chicken liver mousse, the thing that he brought out the first thing, um, he really went in depth on what it was and how the chef got inspired and how you should eat it. Like, that was really cool to get that background. But yeah. every, every other waiter was like, this is what you ordered. These are all the parts to it. Good luck. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know what's funny, by the way, about every time that we talk about food or every time that you talk about food, you have these super vivid descriptions of the food. Like, you don't you don't miss a beat when it comes to it. Nah, so so here, here's the thing, right? Like, I'll talk about where, where I just came from. Tonight, we had a reservation at this restaurant called Marea, M-A-R-E-A, one of the best restaurants in New York City. This Italian place, real legit. I had to wait. With, you had to basically, uh, is, what were you going to say? My my bad. I was just going to say, who would you go with? I went with my family. Okay. Okay. So my sister wanted to go to Morea and I waited because the re- re- reservation book opens 30 days in advance and I waited th- at midnight for that, shit, for that shit to open up and I bopped it yep. right in there. So we go there. We're all dressed up. We're all looking real good sit down and I immediately recognize that the host, the maitre d', super attentive, super nice, looks you dead in the eye when he's talking to you. He's not like, you know, feeling all these things. He, even though there's a ton of people around, he looks you right in the eye. He makes sure he hears you. He makes sure right. you heard him. Loved it. Walk to our table. They pull out the t- chairs for you. And then as you go to sit down, they push you in like Stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, we, we're so far so good. I'm, I'm liking what I'm doing. Or I'm liking what I'm seeing. And then I'm looking at the menu and my parents, because they're not well versed in Western cuisine, they don't know how to order things. So they always look to me, defer to me to order. Now the issue is at this restaurant tonight, there was a prefix dinner, right? You get your appetizer, a pasta, a meat, and a uh, dessert for $99. But my parents didn't know if they were going to be hungry enough for that. They didn't know if it was going to be a better deal otherwise. And I, and that's one of the things. I'm always telling my parents, like, can we can we not worry about the price when we're eating? <laughs> like, we, we made it, right? Like, y'all made it. I made it. Julia just made it. She graduated today. She made it. Like, let's not, let's not worry about that. If you want to eat it, let's just finna get it, you know? Like, like I... I don't, I don't look at that kind of stuff, you know? So, they said, you know still what? still working on making it. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, it's a matter of time, bud. <laughs> it's a matter of time. By the time yeah, you get yeah. out, by the time you get out, you're going to have made it further than you think you would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're, you're charging the boost right now. Uh, I've been in, I've been in the game since kindergarten, man. I'm, I'm itching to go. I'm itching to go. I'm, yeah. I've been on the bench. I've been on the bench for 20 years, Sandy, for 22 years, actually. Yeah. And I'm, I'm ready to get into the game. You sure? Positive. Most definitely. Okay. That's how, that's how champ, that's how, that's it's how you, fair. that's how you separate superstars from the not superstars. Okay. Ready so, to take, ready to take that shot, ready to get off the bench after 22 years. I think you can sub either Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan out. I love how every, every I think every week we're going to have some reference to them. By the time that anybody listens to this podcast, we're going to be well into the finals. But there's no way there. there's no way. There's, go ahead. I I'm with you. You don't you don't even need me to finish it cuz you go ahead and say it. The Raptors are the worst 2C team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think that might be excessive, actually. Well, all right. Well, if we're gonna say two C team, I'm trying to remember who were the two C teams in in recent memory. I was gonna say the Pacers a few years, like two years ago, two three years ago, when the Spurs won it all. Um, but they were a one seed. They actually weren't two. Miami was a was a two seed that year. Was wasn't so, that when PG thirteen got hurt? Uh no, well that was the season right before he got hurt. He got hurt into the, in the summer. Oh, that gotcha. was the year that that um, Roy Hibbert all of a sudden disappeared and his talent was stolen, just like Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan's talent. It's like it was like the Monstars invaded Earth and low key. That's stole. exactly what happened. Yeah, because because Roy Hibbert forgot how to score. He forget not he not only did he forget how to score, but he forgot how to get rebounds too. And that's what he was really really good at. I mean, he was an all-star that year, just like DeRozan and Lowry are this year. And uh, DeRozan, he's taken so many shots, but he's still score. He's still being able. He's still able to score a lot of points. But Lowry has just he's just hit or miss completely. Like this this last game, 
which was game two against the Cavaliers. He only scored 10 points. Like this is, this guy was an all-star that he scored like 32 points in the game that they won the the last game against the heat. And all of a sudden he can't, he, he just breaks double digits. It's no good. No good. Yeah. I mean, I sent you a text about this, you know, that an asteroid needs to come and wipe out the Raptors. <laughs> And then I named that asteroid Lebronus Jameis. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you're, I think that the, I, I'm, I'm quite sure that the Cavaliers got to take this in four. I in think they're four. Sweep, sweep in four. again. Yeah, they're they're going to be twelve and zero going to the finals, and I actually think that the Cavs are going to win it all. I hope the Cavs win it all. I really do. I want, I want, I want Lebron James to win one, but more importantly, I want him to win one in a Cleveland jersey. Yeah, I want Cleveland to win one. That's the big thing. Cleveland has had such a terrible history when it comes to sports. I don't know if you saw the new 30 for 30. Oh, I did. About, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns. I, I saw the last like half hour of it. I'm not sure how, even how long it was. But that that city has just been tormented for so long. And I would I would love for them to win. But I also think that LeBron James is just like the crazy thing about him and, and the, the Cavs this year is that despite the fact that the Golden State Warriors won 73 games, the Cavs seem to have just figured out the regular season. I mean, LeBron James, really, not the Cavs, but just LeBron has seemed to have figured out the regular season where they pretty much do everything that they need to do to secure a solid position going to the playoffs, whether that's the number one seed or the number two seed. It doesn't really matter because they take it into like not just one gear higher, but two gears higher in the playoffs. And they just start operating on all cylinders. Everything is just meshing well together. And last year, just like the Heat's first year, his first year with the Heat, they were not fully, uh, I guess, accustomed to one another, you know? Like, not, it took them a while to really mesh. And the Heat lost in, and I don't remember how many games they lost to, the, but they lost the first, they lost that first championship to the, to the Mavericks. And last year is a bit debatable because they lost both uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, two of their three superstars on that team. Right. So, you know, that that could have been a completely different ending to that season. But this year, like, they, there was all those antics that were going on in the regular season, especially toward the end. And the playoffs come around, and all of a sudden they just seem like a completely different team. It's, it's, it's cool to see. It's fun to watch, but they're like the, the, the Raptors really have no business being on the same floor as the Cavs. No, they don't. They just, they just don't belong there. You see the Cavs running these complicated plays or just not even really complicated plays. They just seem to have such great ball movement. There's always somebody. Yeah. They just, there's always somebody open. Something's going on. When you watch the Raptors play, it's either DeRozan or Lowry with the ball, like 90% of the time at the top of the key, they dribble it around to the baseline then they kick it back out to somebody else. Then they run back to the to, to, to the top of the key. They get the ball. They dribble it around for a little bit, and then they just take some ill, like super contested, ill-advised long three or long two. Like they just they don't really seem to run anything to make a decent percentage shot. And even when they're wide open, I mean, Larry's just missing everything. Yeah, he's he's clanking. I'm sorry. I, I make this into a basketball podcast every week now. My bad. And this is like a super late basketball podcast too. Like this is two weeks. This is two weeks away from being aired. But no, it's all good. It's all good. The yeah. world needs to know that the world, the world. The world needs to know that the Raptors are posers. And and I'm I'm mad at Drake because Drake is supposed to be he's the official ambassador to the Raptors, and he didn't go to games like what three through seven for the well, Raptors against the Heat. Well, you, you I know. You didn't hear that. I though? know he's promoing. I know he's promoing views and everything. He was in concerts with Rihanna, but like, dude, he, you got he, a second job. You're dude, officially he the... he turned that six upside down. It's a nine now, and he got fucking lost. <laughs> All right. I, I was. I I think that I need to write the Raptors a letter. I just need to write that that organization a, a letter and basically say, look, you need to let Drake go. I will be your official ambassador. And I'm not going to do it for free. Right? I need some type of money. I need some, I need some type of compensation. I need the front row seats, but I also need like living expenses covered. You need Raptor bucks. And I I just 
I will I will promo the shit out of them. All right. You need Jurassic Park dollars. I need I need Jurassic Park dollars. Yeah. Pay me in the. And pay I'll me in the every single game. I'll be at every single home game, and I might even go to some away games too if they pay for it. Oh shit! You you going all out? I'll hop on the plane with them. Give Larry pep talks. Yeah, man. I'll I'll, I'll I will rebound for him. I don't even he doesn't need pep talks for me, but I will rebound for him. That's a, that's that's a useful person right there, you know. Yeah. So. So I'm looking at this menu, right? Yeah, yeah. And my parents are like, you know what? You got to order for us. So I was like, okay, fine. So what I did was, you know, my sister ordered three glasses of Prosecco for everybody. I also got my dad a Diet Coke because, you know, he's he's on that he's on the Diet Coke game real strong right now. And we started off with, what did we start off with? We started off with calamari. It was nice grilled calamari, but it was stuffed with some kind of like lamb-based meat. That was real good. I ain't gonna lie to you. We also did some soft shell calamari. Oh, dude, this calamari was stuffed with this with this nonsense. It was so good. That that shit was the truth. We also got soft shell crab. And I don't know what your thoughts on soft shell crab are, but I saw the light, Reza. When I when 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 I bit into that thing, I saw the light. Um, it might have been the flash at the other table because there were three girls that were getting hella drunk and then snapping <laughs> photos of each other. But Taking I definitely saw the light. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. And then we proceeded on to the second course where we got two pastas. And, oh, in between the rounds, this is the kind of place I found out where there's a bread dude, like a dude that walks around with a tray of bread. And he goes, dude, let me hit you up with them carbs. You tell me how you want it. We got them sourdough. We got them. Oh, you know, yeah. We got them house made focaccia. And then we got this other bullshit that no one like no one's eaten. And I was like, I don't want that just bullshit. Got everything. Just took everything. Well no, you only get you only get one, dude. Come on now. Oh, oh you only get one. Oh. I mean he comes back. That dude comes back in the story. But do so, you, you sample everything over the over the course of the of the uh, the evening? We sampled two out of the three. Okay. All we right. got, we got the uh, the house made focaccia with like real olives in there. And I was like, Yeah, this is the truth. And then later, I tried the sourdough, and I was like, I love sourdough. So, th- this this hit the spot. But when the pastas came out, we got this uh, farfowl pasta, so it's almost like that bow tie pasta. Um, it was with oxtail ragu. My man. My man. Really? Yeah, I'm doing that lean back Denzel look right now. My man. They were, they were, doing, they were doing oxtail? They were doing oxtail, yep. They had shredded the meat off the bone, so you know it's not like the best thing in the world. Um, cause the bone's the best part, you know? Like the best thing about oxtail, you get to pick that bone up with the fingers and you dig into <laughs> it, you know? Um, and then we also did on the recommendation of Earl's girlfriend, um, she said to get the octopus and bone marrow, uh, fusilli. And wow. dude, this is some of the richest pasta I've ever had. No joke, man. That's, yeah, it was, it's something that I'm going to have dreams about. That was legit. And then afterward, for the meat portion, we did a 50-day dry-aged um, sirloin, medium rare. And then we did this red snapper. The meat, the meat was on fire. Let me just say that again. The meat, the meat was on fire. But and not literally. But I not, hope not literally. Not I literally. Hope you get no. the medium rare, and somehow the meat's on fire. <laughs> the meat, the meat, the oh meat God. is on fire. Sorry. Um, and then we have too much stuff to cut out this podcast already, man. Yeah, right. We just let's just <laughs> cut, let's just cut the last twenty minutes out of this. I, I have to. I, I got to do something about that basketball. It was too much, man. It's way nah, too much. Nah, fuck I it. love how it was like it was like ten minutes of basketball, and then just immediately right back to the dinner table. Yeah. F- nah, I'll leave it. Who cares? <laughs> um. Oh, shout out. Shout out to some some dudes that I met that were part of my Alpha Kappa Psi fraternity at the, uh, that I saw at graduation today. Shout out to this dude named Ashish Bandari. <laughs> that, that motherfucker was like, yo, I listen to your podcast. I was like, you listen to my podcast? Oh, wow. He goes, dude, I listen to the podcast. He goes, I listen to it at work. He goes, y'all just rambling. And I go, I know. We are just rambling. He goes, I just put you on at work, man. So you know what? Shout out to the real listeners out there. Turn a six upside down to nine now. So we got we went from six listeners to nine listeners. Boom. Um, 
I love I, I, when you were like shout out to some dudes. I thought this was gonna turn into like one of those Charles Barkley like loci. Uh, shout out to whatever you know. So I met some dude in in the uh, the sauna, and he, and he and gave he... me his bracelet. Like <laughs> I I wasn't sure that that this person actually listened to the podcast when you said shout out. I thought you were just just shout out to some dudes. Like yeah, say, where are you going with this, man? Yeah, what dudes? Who are you shouting out to? <laughs> Sit down. Some, we in public right the, now. <laughs> I met some dudes on the subway. Just shout out to them. You know. Yeah, I, met, I thought that's I'm, I thought that's where you were going with it. Yeah, I met this dude in the bathroom. He gave me his bracelet. It was weird. I liked it though. I'm still wearing it. <laughs> I love how he's gotten everybody on that though. Like Shaq got it. Uh, Ernie's got it. I'm not sure if Kenny has one though. I think they all have a bracelet now on that show. Yeah, but anyways, um, now when I made the reservation way back, I I put a note in that it was my sister's graduation, so. When we ordered dessert, you know, we ordered this, uh, the panna cotta with like real pistachios. Right. That, that was a dream. The panna cotta here is a dream. And we also got the, uh, this meringue, like this, basically this like orange lemon meringue pie ish thing. Um, but then they also brought out these extra donuts and then it said congratulations on it. And then one oh, of the nice. waitresses came over and goes, congratulations on your graduation. So it was a good move. It was a yeah. good move. Overall, the dinner took about two and a half hours. It was, I think it was more deliberately paced. There were a couple moments in there where I was like, yo, where the food at? Come on now. Like, it's, it's too early in the morning. I mean, it's too early in the evening to be, to be, to be losing me right now. But service here was a lot better than the lunch place. Question, how many tables do they have in there? They had a good amount. I want to say they had around 30 tables. Okay. Maybe less. Maybe less. Just, yeah, just curious, that's all. It looks very nondescript from the outside. I'll tell you that much. It looked like a dentist's office. You know, like one of those places with really? like, like four windows and an awning, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. But you walk in, it goes pretty deep. I see. Yeah. This place is legit, though. Um, Definitely, definitely recommend to all the out-of-towners. Listen to this podcast. Y'all want to find a good Italian spot? Marea on 57th Street, Central Park South. You get off at Columbus Circle, you're right there. Just so you know, you gotta get your reservation in a month early. That's ex- that's exactly what I was about to say. You got you gotta make you gotta know when you want to go to New York. You better make sure you 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 get in there 30 days beforehand. Yeah. I mean, you so can, you get that reservation. I'm in. not I'm not even sure you can walk in, man. You might. I mean, like, think about it. Friday 8 p.m. Dude. Yeah. Everyone's out. I everyone's mean, out. We both read that article about that guy basically bribing his way into tables at various restaurants in New York city. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Like some of the, some of the most popular places this dude was getting in for like 20, 50, a hundred dollars. I mean, that's a decent amount of money just to pay for what you weren't going to pay on dinner. Like on top of what you're paying for dinner, which is probably like $150 per person. But still the, the fact that you can just drop, you can like drop $50 on somebody and somehow a table opens up for you. Make it moves. Yeah. Make it I moves. Mean, I, w- I would just go for the reservation 30 days in advance. Oh, yeah. Without a real. doubt. Without a doubt. It's a lot more convenient. A lot, a, lot, a lot safer. Yeah. So, overall, dinner was great. It was a lot of fun. We, uh, as a family, you know, we laughed. We were, you know, we, 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 had, a, we had a good time. It was, uh, it was nice to see that, you know, my parents were able to enjoy some of the food. That isn't normally, you know, the Asian food. My sister definitely had a good time. She enjoyed what she ate. I enjoyed it. Um, if I had to give this a rating, I would probably give it six spoons out of seven knives. So <laughs> you take that for what it's worth. It's it did it, it yeah, six spoons out of seven knives, no forks. So I I don't even know what to make of this. I mean, good luck, man, you know. Um Yeah. But yeah, I uh I spent most of the day in between lunch, because after lunch, I came home for a little bit. Lunch was at, like, 1, and dinner was at 8. So I, I spent most of the day packing. So I'm looking at my bag right now, and it's pretty much packed. I've got all the clothes in there. The only thing that I'm missing right now is my suit. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fold that stuff in the morning when I, go to, when I wake up, just because I don't want my suit in my luggage for longer than it needs to be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I got I to gotta bop off here because it's 1 o'clock. Um... My friends left for Russia today, 
Um, I originally was supposed to be on that flight, and then I double-checked, and I realized that my sister graduates, and I had to be there, which kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So well, they said that... Yeah, they said that the printed-out ticket that I did, they don't accept. You got to go to the ticket counter to get your ticket printed, and then my global okay. entry and TSA pre-check doesn't work for this airline for some reason, <laughs> so I got to stand with all the TSA, you know, poor people, which, which Those sucks. poor people, yeah, exactly. That's me. Yeah. It's me and everybody else. So, yeah. I know my, my flight's at 2.20 p.m., but I want to leave my place at 11, just so I build in enough time to, you know, go Absolutely. to the counter, get the ticket, go through TSA pre-check. I, uh, when Absolutely. I, when I checked in, I've already checked into the flight, the check-in time opens 24 hours beforehand, and I got in around 40 minutes after check-in started. Most of the seats were taken. This is a plane that's a three... Wow. It's a three-four-three three plane, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. so this thing's, this thing's gonna be massive. Most of it was taken up. There's a few rows in the middle that were like empty, but you know me, man. I don't like sitting in the middle because even if I sit on either end of the aisle, you know some dude in the middle is gonna finna go to the bathroom, right? And then they're gonna knock on you and be like, yo, I gotta, I gotta step over you. And I'd be like, what the fuck, man? I just passed out. You serious? You gotta do this again? You just got up. Yep. Stop pounding these Diet Cokes, man. Relax. Um, but I found one last window seat. It's in the forty eighth row out of forty nine rows. All right, so I'm a I'm gonna be in the way back, chilling yeah. with chilling with the uh, chilling with the uh, the the, uh, the air, the flight attendants. That's all good though. You get on the plane, you get off the plane, and you you know, whatever. Yeah. You get at, you'll get out the airport around the same time as everybody else anyway. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and. Like, go to bed now because I'm exhausted and then wake up decently early because I'm trying to sleep on the plane at the normal time, right? Like, I'm not going to sleep immediately, but I'm definitely going to try and get some shut-eye in because I land in Russia at 6.30 in the morning and our first tour, oh. yeah, our first tour is at 10 a.m. So, wow, it's, okay. uh, I'm going to hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Well, then uh, I'll, I'll quickly end with my promo for a radio show that I'm going to be doing at the University of Delaware. It will be airing on Monday the 29th, or no, Monday the 30th, I think, at 8.30 in the morning. But it's also in podcast form. I don't have a link for it yet, but we will. And I'll be sure to post the link. I'll share the link so people can actually check it out. It's This show is called uh, uh, Rise in Science, so I'm sure you can figure out what the subject matter will be. It's about basketball. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I now that you met, you say that, I should probably try to integrate some type of basketball into it at some point because we can make the show about whatever we want. So Dude, just shit on. I can do. You know what? I should do a Tom Brady Deflate Gate two year and no one year one year anniversary breakdown of the the inert gas law. That's what I'll do. That would be really cool. And then yeah. you can co- and I, and I want you to do this. I, at some point, I want you to compare inert gas law to the inert offensive abilities of the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> Just no chill on that one, huh? Oh, dude, the chill, the chill has left the building. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you you need to go find your chill. I'll I'll, I'll close it here. I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. The next time we talk, I will be in Berlin.